0: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly
1: supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You win? Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Blues Focus Podcast, airing every week on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, I'm Kieran, your host for this episode. Joining me this week, I've got Elliot with me. Uh, Going to get straight into it. The more positive of the two games we've got to discuss which was the um, Millwall 0-0 at home. Elliot, what stands out for you
0: in that game? Um, I think the fact that we actually managed to get a point stands (laughs) out. Um, I think it's about as much of a a nailed on 0-0 as you can get in the Championship. Millwall um, I think they're starting to struggle now um, struggling for goals um, they had a few players out which was fortunate for us um, attacking wise um, and yeah I think both teams just cancelled each other out um, I, I really don't know what else to say about it to be honest you?
1: There's, there's not much you can say well I'll move on with you the, the most memorable thing about it is the fact that we've got a point and we can put that one to bed and not have to worry about it I'm just glad that for once we didn't lose at home to
0: Millwall because they always seem to turn us over. Our place from what I can remember. Um, yeah, I think last season, you know, they beat us, beat us last season. Oh, no, no, they drew one all last, last season.
1: I think yeah. it's also just the fact that I don't like losing to Rowett. Mm. Or, or any other former manager. Monk, um, for example,
0: as well. Well, we won't be, uh, we'll be losing to Monk any time soon. So, yeah. <laughs> we say cool. that now. God knows
1: where he's going to rear his head next. Okay. But, uh, yeah, well, we'll swiftly move on. And unfortunately, we've got to discuss um, in some depth uh, Tuesday night's game against Barnsley. A 2-1 defeat at home. Uh, start with the positives, I suppose. Another goal to Scott Hogan's name now. Um, just again unfortunately it counts for nothing in the game but it's, give me your thoughts on, on what you've seen on Tuesday night
0: yeah well, as you just touched on with Hogan I think um, he's definitely one player or one of a uh, very few small select number of players that escaped from Tuesday night with any small amount of credit I think you know he he, he got one opportunity and he took it so fair play to him Um well, obviously, we're all hoping now that he's uh, he's he's back on the goal trail um in terms of the performance in general um yeah it was it was it was awful um Barnsley just wanted it more you could tell um tactically they got it spot on um played a very similar formation to us with frit at the back um they played the two forwards up top and they just pressed us from minute one, but didn't give us any time on the ball at the back, uh, and unfortunately, with with our centre halves, they're not the best at distributing the ball. Um, we just couldn't keep hold of it. San Jose was uh, was was quiet. Um, he didn't get around the pictures uh, as much as he could. I, I think he just got outnumbered in the end. Um, and. And their manager got it spot on. They doubled up on Sanchez every time he got on, got on the ball in, in some you know in dangerous areas. There was two of their players on him. Uh, we just couldn't get anything going at all. It, it's still looking at it now. Fairly difficult to put your
1: finger on what formation we actually went with on Tuesday night. Um, you look at. Riley McGree and 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 Lecco, for example, do you, could could you tell me with any certainty really that you you know where they were supposed to be playing? No. Because uh, these are supposed to be game changing players. You know, your, your McGree's and your Letko's. that they're, they're up that end of the pitch, and McGree's meant to be a creator, and, and Letko's obviously he, as we touched on before, are um, coming online. Um, He's got to be in a way a uh, uh, sort of answer to Jamie Vardy. You want him facing the opposition goal when he gets the ball. You want him running in behind. But every time I seen him on Tuesday, you know he was kind of in that gap between the midfield and the and the forwards. What uh, the forward should I say? And he didn't really seem to have a, a clue himself as to what he was supposed to be doing. But at this stage in the season. It, surely now the players have got to have a better idea and a better understanding of what they're supposed to be doing out there, you know, and and that does rest ultimately with Karanka to give them them instructions. So, uh, where do we go from there, really? How do we move forward?
0: Uh, for me, for me, I've said it for a while, and and I think there's definitely a, a growing concern for certain players and their performances at the moment. I mean, I would highlight one player and that's Christian Pedersen at left back. He's not a left wing back for a start. And, you know, the amount of times I saw him caught out of position, having to run back. Um, And then that tired, lazy challenge for the penalty, which, you know, there's nothing in it really much, but he he still swung. He still swung the foot here. He was nowhere near the ball. He's just asking for trouble. Um, his distribution as well, it, it just doesn't. For me, it just doesn't offer anything. I, I, I struggle to think of one cross into the box or one anything from from Pederson in the in in the attacking third that um, that he contributed. Um, so why is he playing in that position? We've certainly got to go back to the four at the back for the next game. I, I just I, I can't see how Karanka can persist with playing the five at the back system. When we haven't got the personnel for
1: it, you say Pederson, and, and the thing is as well is it doesn't matter whether it's you know it's coming to the end of the game, he's tired or, or, or whatever the excuse may be. You know, if you dangle a leg out, um, the attacker is going to go over. It doesn't matter how much contact; it can be minimal contact. They hit the deck that the, the penalty is getting given. You know, we are in some ways blessed and in some ways unfortunate in the championship. We don't have VAR overseeing these decisions. Um, could you imagine how much we'd get screwed over with VAR for a start off? I mean, we don't have the best of luck as it is. So, but <sighs> Pederson, you can highlight uh, San Jose doesn't look like the player we expected him to be at this point. Um, he's had his good moments, but he looks way off where we need him to be. At Championship level. Um, again, McGree and Lecco, as I mentioned, they don't really seem to have an idea as to what was actually needed from them. Lecco, as you mentioned before recording, his body language was completely off on Tuesday night. And I think what we've seen from him on Tuesday, with the exception of his part in the, in the Hogan goal, kind of tells you or tells the fans. The answer they needed when they say why isn't Lukaku in the team? Well, that's why. Um, but you could uh, point the finger at eight or nine of the players that were out on that pitch on on Tuesday night. Like I say, I think Hogan escapes a bit of criticism purely for the fact he got a goal. Sanchez completely out of position again. Doesn't belong in the middle of that park. Doesn't belong so deep. Um, and when you've got no options for him being doubled up, it completely takes him out of the game. I just really struggle to see a, a quick fix for it. I know we say it's a long-term project with Karanka, but there's got to be something that changes out there now to start picking up some results because we are really, really starting to, to slip slowly
0: towards that bottom three again. Yeah, I mean, let's let's talk about some of the players you pinpointed there. Like, right? for example, San Jose. I mean, he's coming from La Liga. I don't particularly think that he was playing a huge amount of games at the back end of uh, of last season. Um, he was hugely out of favour last season. Um, so he's not, you know, and he's coming to a, a a far quicker league. Let's be honest. The Championship is a, a quicker league than La Liga. He's acclimatizing. Um, Sanchez. I think he's a he's a really bright player for us, and we just got to get him in the right areas. He's not in the right areas at the moment. He's not being played in the right position. Um, he needs to be affecting the game in the final third. And and against Barnsley, you know, he's picking up the ball inside our own half or on the halfway line. It's just really difficult to affect a game, especially when you're a player uh, like Sanchez to to uh, to have any joy. Uh, and in terms of Echo. Like we said, and like you just pointed out, you know, his body language, you know, it's quite clear that he wasn't happy, he wasn't comfortable. Um, He needs to feed off someone. And we've got the perfect player at the club that he can feed off. Um, And, you know, he didn't start the other night, but I'd like to think that when Leko gets his chance again, he'll be paired up with with Djokovic and have someone that he can actually feed off.
1: You mentioned Dukovic and obviously we've discussed previously um, on the last podcast we said obviously Dukovic brings a lot more to the team than just goals and again that was evident on Tuesday night in the fact that Barnsley knew if they put a bit of pressure on us at the back they pressure us from, from they defend from the front didn't they? And our out ball is always just a a diagonal long ball up the pitch from Robert's Dean or or Clark Soler, like. but when you've got Jukic sat on the bench, who are you targeting with that ball? Because Hogan's not going to win it against a, a big centre half, you know. And well, God knows who the wingers actually were. Sometimes Leko or agree they're not going to hold the ball up. They're not going to win a, a flick on. Or or if you is your man that you you play to in that situation, and and you had fans celebrating the fact that he was on the bench on Tuesday night um, which baffles me because we don't have a way of playing without him in the starting 11 we don't we don't know any differently than to just lump the ball up to him we've done it for years and and that's what makes me also worry about this signing of Halilovic great creative player, put him in the side, but we ain't going to play to his strengths either. We're not all of a sudden going to start knocking the ball around on the deck and, and letting him take on a man and, you know, these fancy through balls and, and what have you. It's not going to happen. Is it Really stickler. He needs to be in that, Djukovic needs to be in that starting 11. And like you say, we might see the best of Leto when he's in a two alongside Djukovic and not left to kind of float wherever he crops up at the time really
0: but then yeah I think I agree and and this is going to be this is going to be a conundrum for Karanka because if he if he wants to play Leko alongside Djukovic then um, he's going to struggle to fit in a number 10 because he's not going to play if he plays four at the back he's going to have to play two defensive midfielders Um, and then you need some width um, because you need protection for the right back and the left back, so he 's not going to have a number ten in there, so I think if he 's going to play another ten it 's going to have to be Leko on his on his own or Duk- uh, sorry Scott Hogan on his own because as we 've seen Dukovic on his own is a lone striker' it 's very difficult to watch don 't get me wrong we 're really difficult to watch at the moment. <laughs> But that is really tough to watch. You know, juke up up top on his own, it can be really really difficult, especially away from home. If the teams are pinning us back, it, we just haven't got that out ball. Uh, I don't get me wrong. He can he can hold the ball up quite well at times, but if he's up against physical defenders as well, you know, he can he can struggle. Um, but yeah, uh, one other thing I want to touch on. Um, and we've seen it quite numerous times so far already this season, is the fact that when we go a goal up, we become so negative. And it's that mentality which I think is driving the supporters mad at the moment. The fact that when we get a goal, we're not looking to get another goal um, and to make things, you know, to secure the points. And we're just sitting back, we're making negative substitutions and, it, and inviting the pressure. And, and one thing that stood out for me, was when Barnsley got the penalty and the and they scored the equaliser. They didn't celebrate. They didn't celebrate. They ran. They got the ball. They wanted to win the game. Well, Would they, they, they the could
1: s- tell they wanted to go and they, they knew that we was there for the taking. Yeah, but you also mentioned that in the build up to Barnsley's um, in the lead up to the penalty. Uh, the camera as they crossed halfway spanned over and stood on the touchline waiting to come on was Ivan Sunich and George Friend at 1-0 with what 20 minutes left just under and we should be Barnsley were going for it at 1-0 we should have been looking to exploit the space we should have been looking to go and get that second goal and kill the game the opportunities were going to be there for the likes of leco to get in behind and and we just did absolutely nothing with that opportunity. Um, yeah. We knew when Karanka came in, his style of play, the way he wants to go, he's, he's a very defensive tactician. But there comes a point when we've got, he's got to accept and realise that one goal probably isn't enough for us to win a game. It's not... not not with the way we're playing at the minute. Not with the defence we've got. And we can't rely on just one goal to get three points every week. You've seen it against Barnsley now, Wicker. Um, you know, we've um, threw a lead away at... Was it Stoke? I think it was one of the wasn't it? Nearly, nearly bowled it against Huddersfield. Um, I mean that result looks better and better every every day. Considering they went and got the equaliser, and we still went to go and find a winner, um, because I haven't seen that sort of character from the side since. Um, so it's like you say, the substitutions are far too negative.
0: Gosh. Yeah, and and uh, like you just highlighted the, the Huddersfield game. I mean that was just a really topsy-turvy game, and. Uh, you know, pre- previous to you know volley and that winner in uh, Huddersfield, were down our end and, and nearly grabbed the winner themselves. So that was one of those games. But the Barnsley game was just incessant pressure from 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 you know our opponents, particularly in the second half. It was it was really frustrating to watch. I think the supporters just they've just had enough of watching that and and. You know, I don't think I don't think many supporters would begrudge us losing a game if we're endeavouring to actually win a match. You know, we're actually being positive. We're, you know, we're obviously not throwing the kitchen sink at teams, but you know, at one all, what you know, there should have been more positive substitutions or changes coming on. Even at one nil, you know, you can't just sit on a one nil for half an hour against a side who probably should have been 2-0 up at half-time, they're going to get chances. We're going to give them chances, that's for sure. And we did.
1: Looking at our results, so in the past 10 games, uh, two victories, four draws, four defeats. Um, three of those defeats, three of those four defeats coming at home. Um, one victory apiece at home and away against Preston and Huddersfield, both 2-1 scorelines. But then, as you've mentioned beforehand, the games where we haven't picked up points, Uh, Sheffield Wednesday at home, Um, Wickham at home, Coventry at home, basically. Luton away, Millwall at home, Barnsley at home. Games that you, especially Barnes like Wickham from one nil up, we should be taking six points out of six, and we've come away from those two games with no points. Uh, Coventry, Duke, he had the chance to win us a game, we probably should have come away with all three there. Uh, Millwall wasn't a great game by any stretch, but you look at the, the way the game panned out, and you, hindsight tells you, obviously, well, obviously you just need one chance one goal would clearly have been enough on the day but <sighs> it's just typical Birmingham City isn't it
0: the way these results panned out they're all so predictable I think and um, you know we were talking to Paul Robinson when we the other night and um, that's one thing that came out was it and, and All the supporters are saying it as well, and everyone's saying it. And is the is the is the is the change of shape and the constant um, meddling with the formation, and you know, playing. I personally, like I said earlier, with Pederson and and Collin, players out of position are not you know not comfortable with how you know where they're being asked to play, the job that they're they're being asked to do, Um, and. We just, I think we just need to go back to basics. We really do. Like, we, like we've done in the past, we really need to just go back to playing a solid formation a consistently on a weekly basis um, and see where that takes us.
1: A couple of points you've mentioned there lead me on to something else I wanted to discuss on this episode, um, which is Karanka's comments over the past... Few days starting with the game or after the game on Tuesday night. So, uh, after Barnsley on Tuesday, um, when talking about if it's hard to lift the confidence of the players, he said it's on the players. Now is when they have to do that step forward to show that Birmingham City is not this team, but Birmingham City is the team which started the season it's more on them than us because as a coach we give them every single thing if they lack confidence then I just don't know but I'm confident and completely convinced they will turn it around
0: so So that that to me tells me that it's you know he is at a loss well you know to why they're losing confidence he He's, he doesn't understand. Paid, he's paid.
1: Obviously, he's not seeing anything on the training ground, which suggests that uh, these sort of capitulations are going to happen. There's no sort of
0: inkling. It just happens in the 90 minutes. That's what I'm saying. So, say he's basically absolving himself from, yeah, he's, he's saying it's not his fault. If, the, if certain players are losing confidence, it's down to them. You
1: mentioned the formation. Do you think the player's unsettled by the change of shape? To which Karanka said, maybe yes, but I can't put this as an excuse because one month ago we changed the shape and we beat Preston. We changed the shape again and we beat Huddersfield and we changed the shape every two or three days. We won those games when I was changing shape and now we cannot just say that we are losing games because of the change in
0: shape. We changed shape. We had one good game against Preston, let's be honest. I don't, I don't think we had a particularly good, good game against Huddersfield. We were fortunate, really fortunate in that game. So pointing to games where, uh, barring the Preston game, which is the best performance of the season so far, let's bear in mind that this is a Preston side that we beat who had lost every single home game so far previously this season before we arrived. Um, they couldn't hit a barn door at home. Um, and they probably, they could have squeezed that to all at the end. So, you know, and the Huddersfield game could have ceased it either way. So, no, I don't take his point there.
1: I was asked about the penalty. Um, and he said, you don't need to write about the penalty. We had to control this game. We had to be stronger and do much better things than sit here and complain about a penalty. Fair point. We shouldn't have been in a position where we're complaining about how the penalty changed the game. We should have really took it to Barnsley from one 0 up, as we've already said.
0: Mm -hmm. But again, hindsight. Yeah, of course, and you know he's got nothing to complain about with the penalty. It was just poor defending at the end of the day, and and we could have given away a penalty in the first half. So I think you know we're well beaten Tuesday night. Well beaten. Barnsley could have had
1: three or four, even by half-time. And then moving on to his press conference today then. So his first question to him was, are you angry after the Barnsley game, to which he responded, yes, because it's hard to remember a performance as bad as that in my seven years as a coach. Yeah, it was bad. You're not wrong. The game against Barnsley was the opposite from Millwall, with the ball and without the ball. I was more than angry and I'm more than just disappointed. I am very frustrated. I
0: think, so, you he, know, again it
1: points to the fact he cannot pinpoint the problems in that in the performance. He, he can't
0: understand why these problems are happening. But, you know, that. I've got sympathy for him because certain players are clearly not performing, and there's certain there's players there that I don't think are up to standard for the system that he wants to play. Unfortunately, he's going to have to find a system that suits the players that we've got better. Otherwise, we're just it's going to be a slippery slope from here on in. I
1: mean,
0: this just points to again, and obviously.
1: Paul Robinson mentioned it when we spoke to him even night it, that it's more than just a manager coming in and changing it. There is something wrong at the club. There's not enough football people at the club. Is what Robbo said. Um, this goes beyond Karanka. The, this problem has been going on for years. Um, Every time we've had a manager that looked like they was going to stabilize things, we sacked them anyway um, with Rowett and then Monk. So I think there's only so much Karanka do at this point, at this stage. It's difficult to, to still for me to point blame at Karanka. I don't think there's any need at the minute to point fingers at him. He's doing what he can. But I think there's something rotten within that club still um, and you can paper over cracks with the appointment of Karanka with the fact we've made some shrewd signings Halilovic on a free could turn out to be a great deal Aleko was a bargain Effridge um, was a bargain but you're just papering over cracks it doesn't mean that anything's changed at the club Dong's still there he's still probably calling shots beyond the scenes we don't know Um And as people have pointed out on Twitter, the players wouldn't be getting away with these sort of performances if fans were in the stadium. Um, The board wouldn't be getting away with it if there was fans in the stadium. But they're not, so they're living a charmed life. Ultimately. One of his points questions, fans are disappointed. What message would you send to them? And he said, keep the confidence in this group of players. We're doing everything we can to improve. I think everybody could feel the improvement before the international break. Keep believing in this group of players because they are the first ones who want to improve. I know it's frustrating, and I said a few weeks ago that if I was one of the fans, I would have the same frustration. We can't forget that last season was not as good as everybody was expecting. When you have that bad run and close to get relegated, now we're trying to change a few things. It is time to keep together to believe in this group and this project because I am more than convinced that we're going to be good and go,
0: going to be successful given time. Uh, that's the key word there, I think. Time. So, yeah, time. Yeah, I think Crank is just going to need time. Um, and he's just going to need a hell of a lot of patience by the looks of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the other another point that was asked was about San Jose, who was already spoke about. Um, so he was asked if Mikhail San Jose looked tired to Carranca and his answer was, I think it's his body language. His body language is the same as when he started playing against Tuddersfield. We've been speaking with him and members of the staff. He feels good. He doesn't feel tired. Again, I think it's just his body language. He was then asked, "Are you happy with his performances so far?" To which he said, "No," and I think he is the first one who is not happy with the performances. Especially when he has shown already in bits how good he was. He's really imp- a really important player for us and a top player like he is. He knows he is not his best. But what Fair do you enough. read into them comments? Really, is it? The time yeah, much?
0: it's a frustration there, isn't there? He, he... He's got players that he's brought in. He's, you know, he's personally brought into the club that are, you know, not quite performing for him. Um, like I said earlier, you know, you've got a player that's come from La Liga. He's he's not been playing, you know, full ninety minutes for a long time. He's now being asked to come into a quite physically demanding league now. And and you know, I've got sympathy for him. Yeah, he was thrown in, struck pretty much straight away, wasn't he, against Norwich when he had to come on at the end of the game. And, and, and from then on in, he's been pretty much either centre back or central defensive midfield. Um, I think it's time for him to have a rest. 100. percent I think he's got to be pulled out the side um, for Saturday, and you know, give someone else, give someone else a game because otherwise, you know, it's not. I, we want it, we want players like that to be, you know, to have fresh legs. You've got to remember he's nearly 32 now, so it's coming towards the end of his career. Well, that
1: leads you to I think that Sunyich be back in the starting line upon Saturday. Um possibly in place of San Jose that uh yeah. then. Who do you partner Sunnich with? Um, you know
0: it... Well you got with well, we, you know you've got Kifton Beld on the bench so you know uh, you know you could you could slot him straight into the side if you he wants someone to carry the ball a little bit more he's got Gary Gardner he could slot in there next to San Jose, it really depends how he wants to play, You know, whether he wants to persist with this five at the back system um, or whether he wants to revert back to four at the back which I would, I really hope that he does um, and, and obviously another player that we saw the other night um, he's only played a couple of games so far is Clark Soltan, I think he's another player that potentially might, might need to be dropped, doesn't look quite ready to me um, just come back from injury um, I, I personally wouldn't play him on Saturday Saturday either
1: Yeah I mean yeah. post lockdown last season um, in those 9 10 games that we had Clark sort of just looked like his mind was already beat at, at being back at Chelsea it, you know he didn't seem up for for the necessary fight that we needed to stay up. Obviously, now he's back. He's, he's had an injury, which he's coming back from. But uh, again, yeah, I don't think we've really seen the Clark sort of, that, that Blues fans are crying out for us to, to re-sign this, this season. Um, and maybe a, another spell out of, the, out of the side just to kind of re- recuperate and, and continue working on his fitness could do him well a question: Leaves Roberts, Friend, and and Dean, which obviously in turn means that your mate Pedersen will probably play left wing back
0: if, if we go with the five. Yeah, so is think, difficult yeah, I questions. Go, I, think to, I think if he goes back to, I back at the back, he'll. Um, I'm, I'm hoping he'll he'll keep Pedersen as a left back. He'll bring Friend in next to Dean, who I think. You know, they paired up quite well earlier in the season and keep at right back and then play the two defensive midfielders in front of them and then play the three attackers with the, the lone striker and then see how it goes. You know, he's, he was billed as a, a manager that plays four two three one before he came in and, and I think a lot of the sports just want to see it now. We just want to see it.
1: Yeah, I mean, arguably you'd say he signed players to play 4 2 three, one as well the players that have come through the door. There's a lot of number 10s. Um, Tarell, Halilovic, uh, McGree. Uh, you had Leco who can go out wide. Bello was already there. Sanchez on the wings. San Jose to sit in the middle. So the players are there to play the four-two-three-one. one But for whatever reason, at the minute, it seems that he still hasn't decided if that's going to be the case. What do you say? He knows it as a manager and as a coach. Um, and that's got to be. You stick with the tried and tested. Drill it into them, and and I think that's
0: like possibly how we've got to go forward now. I think so. I don't. I don't. I don't see the point in playing five at the back if we're conceding two at home to Barnsley. You know what's the point? I'd rather us play four at the back. If we're going to concede goals, then you know. to sides uh, I'm, not, I'm not being disrespectful to Barnsley because they're on a good run and and they've clearly brought in a good coach and they're clearly, uh, you know, they're drilled and they know what they're doing. But, but we came under a lot of pressure in that game. So, you know, what's the point in playing five at the back? Let's go, let's revert back to four at the back. Let's have a go at some sides. You know, we don't have to go gung-ho like we were discussing off air. You know, we don't have to start throwing the kitchen sinker teams you know, leaving ourselves open. But um, we need to get the players that we've got in the final third attacking areas um, you know, contributing and actually affecting the game in the areas that we, we want them to be affecting the game. And that's not on the halfway line and in our own halves for the majority of the game.
1: Well, that's one point as well. Is People obviously thought it's going to be a, a four at the back at home and five at the back away from home sort of situation until then you'll see, again, five at the back against Barnes. Um, and you just think to yourself... Should we really be having to adapt our tactics to other teams when we're at home? Or should we be playing our own game and and, and taking control of the games at home? Arguably, yes, some teams, you know, logs of Norwich and Bournemouth who've just come down and, and obviously still have Premier League squads, understandable. But Barnsley at home, we shouldn't be bowing down to to Barnsley's tactical set up we should be stamping our authority
0: on the game no and I think sometimes when you play five at the back that allows the opposition to assert their authority and what they want to do on the game Um, and when you're at home you should be doing that so you know unless you've got unless you've got extremely dangerous wing backs you know you know talented wing backs that can get up and down the pitch can provide assists they can score goals absolutely let's play let's play wing backs let's play free at the back but we haven't. We've got a left wing back that can't pass, can't defend. And we've got a right back who, okay, apart from the assist for Hogan's goal, I'm not convinced. His distribution is awful at times. His positional sense is all over the place. And we need to revert back to the positions that they know best, which is right back and left back. Um, but like you just touched on, you know, the mentality of the side. You know, when you're playing at home, you, you know, Barnsley turning up at St Andrews and they're seeing the team sheet and thinking they're playing five five at the back at home. Um, you know they think right, let's press them high let's get into their faces and at the end you know as as we saw the amount of times they turn the ball over uh, you know they close us down they didn't allow us to play the ball out they've got so much joy in the end it was really frustrating to watch really frustrating Um, and I've got a bad feeling he's going to continue playing the five at the back on on Saturday because uh, uh, Bristol City are second and they're flying at the moment well, oh, you look at teams that have
1: played five at the back in the Championship in recent years, and, and oh, in general and been successful. Wolves is the main one that springs to mind straight away. But even when they played with five at the back, they had a set system. You knew what every single player on that pitch was doing. You still do now when they play it. You know that Jimenez is the vocal point up front. You have the two wingers that play off it. You have... The two in midfield that sit and control of the pace in Neves, Martinia, um, Dendonka, whoever else tucks in there. Um, you know, the three at the back, they're solid. Coda, um, Bolly, and whoever else sits in there. But you know that every single one of them players knows what their task is as well. Whereas you look at half of at the back and even up to Barnsley on Tuesday you night, know, as we've already said, you, I don't think a single one of them player out there out there actually knew where they was meant to actually be sitting at certain points in the game and what they were supposed to be doing, and you can't play a five at the back system successfully or any system successfully and have players out there that don't know what they're supposed to be doing.
0: Absolutely, I think uh, you, know, you alluded to Walzer, you know the the, the quality is not even, you can't compare the quality that the, the the level of players that Wolves brought in that season in the Championship, you know, like we're saying, with Willy Bowley, Neves, uh, their Doherty at right wing back, um, Connor Cody. Uh, they had, uh, you know, I think Ruddy in goal. They, they just had such a strong spine to the side. Um, they, they were just, you know, too good for the Championship. And I think if you're going to play five at the back, like so you've got to have versatile players, players that are... I, I, I sound like a broken record. I think you know. At the end of the day, we just don't have the personnel to play five at the back. If, if we can play five at the back if you if you just want to defend and park the bus. Yes, we have got five at the back. You, we have got five defenders that you can play, <laughs> and and you can park the bus. But we do not have five defensive players to play a counter-attacking style, you know, um, game. So this is you know. I, that's my opinion, and I think it's the opinion of most supporters now that you know we just want to see a, a system that suits the players, and that system played on a continuous basis.
1: Well, on that note, we will leave that there for this episode. I'm glad
0: you haven't said that the knives are out. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> They could be, be, you know, more so at Christmas if we're in the bottom three. And let's be honest, it it could become a reality, you know, the way they're playing at the moment. But let's hope not.
1: Yeah, hopefully not. Don't jinx it. Well, that's all we've got time (laughs) for on this episode. Thank you for joining me on it. Um, Thank you for listening at home. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Get us your questions and your points on the socials. Again, as always, at Blues Focus Pod. And until then, thanks for watching.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget
1: share box ready to go. Your mates are already booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.